All right, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Just Some Dads. I'm Colin. And I'm Michael. And today we wanted to start off our podcast talking about who we are, uh, why we're here, why we started this podcast, and tell you a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, so we came up with the name Just Some Dads after a couple of weeks of mulling it over, thinking about it, writing a bunch of stuff down, and realizing that we're just really bad with names. So we kind of settled on Just Some Dads, and it's kind of grown us, and we like it. And that's really all we are. We're just two dads who don't have it all figured out. (laughs) Nope. We want to have conversations about things that we feel like people don't talk about enough and have a a conversation in, in our dad community that we can all learn and grow together. And I think a big part about that is that we recognize that sometimes dads just need another dad to say, look, man, I, I got you. I know what it's like. And so we want to do what we can to set that up because we've always been there for each other. We've known each other for a while. And um, luckily, we've had the two of us since college, really. But there are a lot of dads out there who don't really have that. And so we want to start this podcast, reach out, put ourselves out there, and hopefully other people will will feel inclined to do the same. Other dads can reach out and support each other, and we can make a nice little family. Definitely. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, um, so we're going to rewind to the motivation and inspiration behind this podcast. Uh, when my youngest was born, um, we I was talking to Michael about it all and felt like there was a lack of of support in this um, situation for me. My youngest was born and within 24 hours we had received a diagnosis of Down syndrome and three or four uh, heart defects that he had that would need to be operated on all within about a month of his birth. And this left my wife and I in kind of a lurch. It was very unexpected. We didn't know anything going into, into this birth. We just thought it was a healthy pregnancy. He was born really quickly, and our initial thought was, hey, we'll leave the hospital in 24 hours. And we ended up being in the hospital for about three months. And um, we can get more into that on another episode. Long story short, I felt like there was a lot of support for my wife, which was awesome. She definitely deserved it and needed it. But as far as dads go, I didn't feel like there was a lot of support. And it just left me thinking and wondering about what to do for myself, for my own mental health, and what I could do for others. And I didn't have a good answer for a really long time. And then one night I was putting my oldest to bed and it just hit me. I need to start a podcast. And Michael was the first person that popped in my head to kick this off with. Because he had a, a slightly similar experience, uh, but that's his story. Yeah. Um, so not nearly as, as insane or epic as Collins by any means. Um, but when my youngest was born, which, by the way, was slightly before his. So I beat you to the punch there, my friend. But when my youngest was born, we everything was normal and healthy, wonderful. We got to the hospital. And um, my wife could kind of feel that there was something a little bit wrong. Labor and was taking a little bit longer than we had anticipated. Um, longer than with our other pregnancies and other kids. And uh, things just felt kind of off. And so we were going through the motions. Um, all the nurses and doctors were great. And then when it came actually time to push and deliver, um, our baby came out really quickly, but very silent and very lifeless um, and very discolored, 
which was a little unnerving. Um, luckily, my wife didn't get to see very much at the time, but I saw more than I ever wanted to see before. And it turns out that we had a placental abruption, which, for those of you who don't know medical terms, basically means that the placenta, like, broke around the insertion of the umbilical cord and blood was no longer making it to my youngest. In the process of breaking, blood also spewed into whatever else is in there, because I'm not a doctor, I don't know all this stuff, and uh, got into her mouth and her nose and her lungs, and she was suffocating on her own blood. It was crazy. Um, so me, I'm watching this. They whisk my daughter off. I didn't even get to cut the umbilical cord because the midwife just came in there, snap, like, snapped it right off, which is probably the wrong thing to say, um, and whisked her off to the other side of the room into the bassinet, and half the hospital floor at the time was in our room, and it was very crowded. Um, and we had a pretty large room. And there was blood everywhere, and it was it was very quiet, and everyone was working very intently. And my only thought was, make sure my wife is okay. Fast forward, um, 24 hours or so, my daughter is doing fine. She's happy, and she's healthy, and she's recovered almost 100%. She's, she's still a little low on her oxygen, but she's well enough to be with us in the room and out of um, the nursery where she was monitored constantly. And so things ended up working out really well from a very rare situation one in like i don't know 200,000 births i guess I, something like that i'll have to look up the number later uh, but it was rough and it was really hard and um it kind of mentally rocked my world for a few days um made it really difficult to sleep which is abnormal for me um, and so tried to recover and overcome that and luckily my wife was amazing she was fantastic and has been my rock and my support through the the whole ordeal which was you know a while ago now um, but at the time, I, I too felt kind of alone. Um, it's not really part of my nature, or many other people that I know who are dads, to reach out and, and look for help and seek out others. Um, but I realized that throughout the hospital experience and the, the days and weeks afterwards, there were a lot of questions um, for my wife and for the baby of, oh, how's mom? Oh, how's the baby? Um, the response was always, oh, they're good. They're recovering. You know, it was a little hard, but things are okay. But there was never a question of, well, how's dad? Or how are you? And that bugged me a little bit because, not that I wanted the attention or anything, but I thought about other men out there who had been through similar experiences as myself, such as Colin. Um, and I felt inclined to reach out to them and ask how they were doing. And at the same time, that's when Colin reached out and said, hey, man, we need to, we need to talk about this. We need to do something about it. I want to start a podcast? And I said, sure. Why not? I've got time. So that's how we ended up here. I'm just kind of along for the ride, and I'm happy to to be here, and I'm really excited um, for this podcast. I'm really excited to reach out um, to other dads and to hear their stories and to be strengthened by them and just to have some fun with my friends. That's kind of my story. Yeah, and I feel like – thanks, Michael. Yeah. Um, I feel like I need to mention, too, my, my youngest son is just fine now. He had uh, open-heart surgery shortly after he was born. And, um, we had some amazing doctors, amazing nurses take care of him. He is recovered and is home and we're trying to learn our new normal, which is very different than what we thought it'd be, but he's doing great. And, um, that's why I'm in the headspace right now to team on, team up with Michael on this. Um, I don't know. I kind of like team on, but I think team on with Michael. <laughs> um, I think one thing too, um, Michael, we should, uh, give a little bit more of our own personal backstories. Yeah. Even, 
going back so far as to when we became friends or maybe a little farther back. Oh, for a second, I thought you were going to say when we were born. I was like, I don't know. You want to go that far back? My birth was not that tragic. Right. No, mine either. Yeah. So just, I guess a little bit about me. I grew up in Idaho um, and absolutely love Idaho and everything about it. Started college at BYU, Idaho, and then served a two-year service mission for my church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in the Houston, Texas, and Louisiana area. Came back, and I transferred down to Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah, and that's where uh, my then fiance introduced me to Michael and his fiance. Um, while I was studying, while I was there, I got a bachelor's degree in public health and went on to get a master's degree in public health focused on biosecurity and disaster preparedness. And right now I'm working as an emergency manager in the Denver, Colorado area and absolutely loving everything about my job and uh, more details about this are in my bio on Instagram if you want to really knock yourself out with that. I would. It's a riveting read. Oh, thanks. Just saying. It's it's fantastic, yeah. Nobel Peace Prize worthy type of Pulitzer stuff there. Um, but yeah, my story is a little bit different, but only slightly. I grew up um, kind of moving around quite a bit. I was born in Arizona, lived there for, I don't know, preteen years, and then moved to California where I went to high school, um, and then moved to Utah where I went to college at BYU Provo. Now, I, I do need to correct you here, Colin, really quick. Our wives were good friends or like roommates or something. And I think, they were, yeah, they were roommates for a little while. And we didn't know each other, you and I. And I only knew of your wife by extension through you know, my now wife. And I think my first memory was we were standing outside of their apartment, like in the stairway, um, was when I first met you. And you had, you had just gotten back from your mission, but I'd heard a lot of things about this guy that she was super excited to come home. And we were teasing her about kissing you or, I don't know, some, you know, college-age kid weirdo stuff. And uh, I was super excited to meet you because you sounded super cool. And turns out you were lucky for me and lucky for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. But yeah, went to BYU for Middle Eastern Studies in Arabic and did absolutely nothing with that afterwards, which is kind of a shame because I really loved it. Um, as part of that program, actually, I lived in the Middle East um, for a couple of years which was, well, not, what am I saying, a couple of months, not a couple of years. Sometimes I make things up in my head and it comes out of my mouth and it's not correct. But yeah, for a couple of months, that was a lot of fun. I learned a lot of things, but a lot of really cool people. would love to go back. Um, currently, I am in the military, and that's kind of it. I do what I'm told and I say, yes, sir, no, sir. Um, my job is really not all that interesting, not compared to what Colin's doing for emergency management and preparedness, but it's enjoyable nonetheless. Uh, we're currently located in the South, but for any of you who know anything about the military, it could change at any moment. So I may have fun stories about moving to talk about later. And hey, we might just do a whole episode on moving, but that would be kind of fun. We've we've moved quite a bit. You guys have too. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah, a lot. Between the two of us, we've moved quite a few times. Yeah. With varied success. and Yeah. Did we, do you remember our story? Okay, so when we moved from Utah to Kansas... Did we ever tell you that story? Uh, it sounds familiar. No? How about like our totaled car and we didn't have anything and we were almost evicted? Yes. 
Yeah, like the two weeks before you moved. So yeah, we'll have to do an episode on, on moving and how to avoid being evicted and totaling your car as you're about to move. Which is really just don't get evicted and don't total your car before you move because it's really, really hard to recover. How to pick good landlords. Oh, yeah, that's... How to avoid getting scammed by your landlords. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's even possible to do, but we'll give it a shot. We'll look it up. Yeah. So both of our somewhat long story short, a lot of these events were happening. Our lives are really similar. And a lot of these events have almost happened simultaneously for us. And that kind of leads us to think that there's a lot of dads out there who have been through similar things. Like our lives are not that isolated. No. We're not we're not special. Like bad things happen to good dads all the time. But there's a lack of that community out there on social media, in podcast media. And so we wanted to create this group for dads to come together and say, Hey, you know what? You're doing all right. You're, you're doing good and doing well as, as well. That's kind of our, our mantra, isn't it? Keep doing good. Yeah. Keep doing good. Which by uh, the way is, is a dad joke. Let me, let me explain that one if I may. Yeah, go for it. Um, I was, one of my coworkers was telling me about a story of, he was interacting with one of his superiors. (laughs) There you go. My military terms. If I ever jump into military terms and it's not making sense. Just stop me. Just let me know. Uh, anyway, she was talking with one of his superiors, and his superior was like, "Hey, how's it going today?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm doing good." And he goes, "Oh, I'm glad you're doing well." You know, one of those really annoying kind of like, "Let me correct your English as you speak." Things. And my superior, my coworker was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever," and blew it off, and was telling me the story later. And he goes, "Well, you know, what if I was doing good? What if I was actually going out and I'm like feeding the poor, or you know, caring for someone who's ill, or I don't know, something like that." Like, what if I am going out and doing good? Then he just corrected me wrongly. And that's just the kind of personality of my coworker. He just likes to be right. Um, he's a great guy, though. Anyways, and I thought about that. And I was like, you know what? We should do something like that. We should focus on doing good, not just doing well. Even though a total dad thing would be like, oh, you mean doing well? Yeah. No, like, do good. Go out. Keep doing good. Dads are doing good. Do good for yourself. Yeah. Do good for your wife, your spouse, your kids. Community. community. Oh, check it out. Uh, we're in sync, man. Yeah, not scripted at all. Yeah, so just in, in looking ahead at, at future episodes, we we want to create supportive and wholesome family-friendly content. And a few of the things that, that we have to talk about that we've thought of that you can look forward to, uh, we want to talk about men's mental health, about... Uh, paternal postpartum depression, which is actually a really interesting thing and something that nobody talks about. Well, not, we want to not talk about, nobody. Well, not nobody. I was going to say, you Google it popular, and people come up with scholarly popular articles media. everywhere. Yeah, there popular media doesn't talk about it. Science talks about it. Mm, science. And I like science. Um, <laughs> if I ever it's get too science stop me. Yeah. I will. Um, it's way over my head. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> um, we want to talk about dad shaming, what that looks like, how to prevent it, avoid it, stop it. We want to talk about boosting your relationship with your spouse. Mm. And one thing that I really am looking forward to is dad gear. You know, our top 10 favorite things, whatever you want to call it, of things that get you through the day. 
Uh-huh. Your dad day. Chapstick. And if any of you have any ideas for topics or content or you want to make a guest appearance on the show, let us know. You can find us on social media at Just Some Dads on Facebook and Instagram. And our email is Just Some Dads Podcast at gmail.com. So reach out to us for for content and topics. We want to hear from you. Yeah, we're usually on Facebook or Instagram or social media of some sort. And we know how to link our Just Some Dads podcast at gmail.com to our actual email. So we see it regularly. So we'll get back to you. We'll try to respond as quickly as possible. We love hearing from our listeners. And we'll do what we can to, to stay engaged. Um, one quick thing that we definitely want to bring up, though, is that this is not in any way meant to degrade or demean or look down on any other sort of of issues that anyone else out there is experiencing. I mean, we talked about dad shaming, right? We're not saying that, oh, well, dads have it worse than moms or, you know, men worse than women or anything, anything like that. That's not our goal. That's not what we want to do. And that's not what we're about. Uh, we definitely love and support our wives and we think they're fantastic and in many ways, in, if not every way, better than we are at most things. At least my wife is. When I was talking to my wife about this, I, we we initially started reaching out on social media and have got a lot of positive feedback from men and women, um, friends that we have. And um, I started thinking, like, do we need to change this into a positive parenting podcast instead of just for dads? And my wife said, no, you don't, because there's a lot of moms who have a lot of podcasts and there's not enough for dads. And just like Michael said, we're not, we don't want this to turn into a moms versus dads, men versus women. I I totally agree with Michael. I think my wife is better than me in parenting it just about everything. And if not everything, and um, definitely just want to create some positive content for dads who just want a little bit more in any kind of dad hack or dad joke or dad related stuff. And we want it to be fun. Absolutely. And we'll probably tell some dumb dad jokes. I I mean, we can't help it. (laughs) Once you become a dad, it's just, it's who you are. And dad noises. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just a thing. They're ingrained in dad DNA. Every time you sit down, you have to grunt a little. Right before we started recording, Michael was doing some Dr. Seuss rhyming for me. So. <laughs> I was really hoping that would just, you know, skirt over the first episode. We would just avoid that. But, you know, I'm the first target. It's okay. I, I don't mind. There's nothing wrong with a good Dr. Seuss rhyme. No, especially when you read it to your kids day in and day out. Absolutely. Hop on Pop. Speaking of which, Hop on Pop is the worst book ever published by a Dr. Seuss anything. Because why would you encourage kids doing things that they already do that is annoying and potentially dangerous in the first place. Let's go jump on dad. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you're carrying a giant stick? Let's impale dad with your stick while you're jumping on him. (laughs) That's, yeah. Thanks, Dr. Sue. Appreciate it. Gotta love it. Mm, Nope. Well, that's about all I've got for this week. Um, Anything you want to add, Michael? Any good dad jokes? Mm, good dad jokes? I don't know. I'm not. I kind of lost my dad jokeness with the Dr. Seuss thing beforehand. I guess I could have saved that for the show. I've got one. I've got uh, a. This will just give. This will give everybody a, a kind of a preview into my personal uh, sense of humor. Mm. That 
I attribute to genetics because it definitely runs in my family. Um, my grandpa on my mom's side is very like goofy joke. And this my, is like the longest lead up to a dad joke ever. I know. I know. But Come that's, on. that's what dads do. That's what dads okay. do. Long lead up. Hmm. Um, and my dad's side is very dry. And I, the joke that popped in my mind was my great, great grandpa was in the hospital. Great. Sorry. Great grandpa. And his nurse came in and he bet his nurse that she couldn't drink a glass full of water. So she drank, she filled up a glass and drank it. And she said, there, I did it. And he said, no, you drank it empty. Wow. They ended up getting married and, you know, great story. So Mm -hmm. dad jokes can create feelings of love in other people. Oh, don't go there. They're not all bad. They're not all bad, but... Anyway, that gives that gives people a little bit of a an insight into the jokes that they can expect. Wow! As painful and long as the, I'll try and shorten my lead ups, I'll work on that this that week. That was that was a glorious story. I mean, I'm happy for your for your uh, was it maternal or paternal? A uh, paternal paternal grandfather. That's that's great. Happy for them. Hooray for dad jokes leading to love. Different time, different age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're at the point where we're starting to ramble. So <laughs> that lead up really did it for you, didn't it? <laughs> I know. I know. That's my bad. Um, so I guess that's it for us this week. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and we want to encourage you to stay tuned for the next episode, but we know that whatever we talk about, you'll keep listening. So we'll see you next time. And until then, keep, keep doing, doing good. good.